You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. We're cultural observers. And of curious minds. Get ready for sisterly banter while we chat about fixations, learnings, and personal growth. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to OK Sis. My name is Mads. Oh, Scout, just so you know, we were on Green Room, which if you want to Every Thursday, we do a live podcast on Spotify's Green Room at 3 p.m. PST, and Scout impersonated me, and it was very good. Your energy levels were unparalleled. I've never seen them like that before. So why don't you, can you do it for the class? Yeah, sure, but I was really on like writing a coattail of high energy, and you better believe I crashed later. You better believe I went. Okay, ready, go. Oh, gee, well, geez, I'm just trying to give some fucking context <laughs> to my day yesterday. Okay, ready? Let me embody the mads, and here we go. Hello, welcome back to OK Sis. My name is Maddie Rose. Oh, fuck. You can put me on the spot. Oh, now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I didn't do it right. <laughs> that was good, though. The energy was there. The intent was there. Please don't judge me. That was not my best move. And oh. this is this is kind of like a mantra. This is a positive affirmation. If you are ever feeling low, look at yourself at the mirror and, and take a big breath. Hello, and welcome back to OK Sis Podcast. My name is Madeline Rose Mayo. You just like take a deep breath and be like, Hello, welcome back to Okay Sis. Or you just talk like you're auctioneering shit off constantly because that's the vibe. Exactly. That's the vibe. Auctioneer vibes only. Auctioneer vibes only. Said no one ever. (laughs) Said no one ever. How are you, Scout? Wait, who are you? Who am I? Oh, who am I? 
Hi, sisters. I'm Scout. I oh, a deep philosophical question uh, for your morning. That's what I thought. I was like, who am I today? Who am I showing up as today? Because that's what I'm asking myself in my meditations these days. Hi, sisters. I am Scout Sophia Sobel. I am the older sister of Mads by three years. And that's me. That's my I'll only, that in there. that's really my only defining title here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. You exist as my sister. Yeah, I know. Do you, do you, <laughs> do you have main character energy? Oh, 100%. So I was actually sitting with some of my friends and they were talking about the fact that they've never felt like the main character ever. And I was like, oh, I've always fucking been the main character. Like that is something I can confidently say, like at the age of five, I was like, this is my world and I'm living in it. And I want the best for mm-hmm. me. I want the most for me. I deserve the most. I'm going to create the most. I have never not been the main character. Wow. That is very surprising because you seem, I think definitely lately you have been the main character the past couple of years, but I didn't know that this has been a mindset that you have embodied for since five years old. I mean, I've definitely obviously had due to the mental illness moments where my I was disempowered, mm-hmm. but there was never a part of me, you know, I always say my solar plexus chakra, which is the personal power chakra, mm-hmm. it's never weak. Like it is always on fire. It always knows. I, I've always had a lot of self-worth and felt as if, like I've never looked really at other people and been and asked you know, why them and not me or that could never be me. I've always asked like, why wouldn't that be me? Like if they can do it, I can do it too. And I've, I mean, even watching the Oscars as a young girl, I don't know why it was so impressionable to me, but I would sit there and I would say one day I'm going to be there and, and get an Oscar. And not that that is my life path or, you know, what I'm interested in doing now, but it was the fact that I sat there. And also like you have zero acting skills. No, I have a lot of acting skills. I did theater just like you did, bitch. Yeah, but I succeeded. No, because you were a better singer. I was told I had acting skills. Damn straight. Damn straight. What? (laughs) Damn straight. Okay, I'm moving on. So the point is, is that I remember so vividly thinking as a young girl that I could do that. And so I think that that the way my mind worked, how I would dream up these potential big, beautiful, crazy, expansive plans for me. Mm -hmm. That's always, I think, translated into this main character energy. I don't think I've ever had personally, that's not been where I've had to work on. We know there's a lot of other places, but I've never had to work on like embodying that or transitioning from non-main character to main character. Okay. Yeah. So the solar plexus is activated. It's firing up. It's, uh, it's revving up, if you will. Do you think that you have big dick energy? No. Okay. You do. Uh, Oh. So what do you think the difference is between big dick energy and main character energy? I think big dick energy is more like... Confidence? It's more, I think, a loud personality, someone Mm -hmm. who walks into the room and commands the room, someone who is a little bit more outgoing and energetic. And then I think main character... Like big dick energy to me is outward and then main character energy is inward, if that makes sense. Wow. Okay, this is great. This is great. We just defined these two energetic fields. And I think we need to make an Instagram definition post. I was going to say, are you a scout? It's not, are you a scout or are you a Maddie? It's a, do you have main character energy or do you have big dick energy? Okay. And talking about two women who have a combination of both of those things, 
Seriously. Seriously. We interviewed the founders of Omsom, the sisters, Vanessa and Kim. They were such a delight. Also, they are giving us a coupon for a coupon, a discount for Omsom. So all you sisters have got to go to Omsom.com and use code OKSIS10. They are basically little Asian cuisine packets, and they make it super, super easy and accessible to make Asian dishes with ease and deliciousness. And if I can do it, scissors, then you can do it. Like, Yeah, it's really the only way Mads knows how to cook. But I love it because my favorite one in their packets is the Japanese packet. Yes. They also have, they have a bunch of other different Asian flavors, but it's really easy to put on salmon, to put on Chicken. noodles, to put on rice, like whatever it is, you can literally just add this seasoning and it creates a delectable, amazing meal. And as we all know, as the chef of the podcast, Resident if chef. it's Mads, approved you know that this shit works then you know you know and also their branding is uh impeccable do you think that we should give somebody all of our episodes and have them pull out every time we say the branding Brand is impeccable <laughs> and make a mashup of just those words 100 percent. it'll be three hours long It'll be three hours long. Anyway, <laughs> sisters, you're going to love these sisters. We talked about, obviously, building Omsom. We talked about how they partner with incredible chefs and some kind of like celebrity people, Chrissy Teigen's mom, all the things. But we also really talk about what entrepreneurship has invited them into in the personal development game. We talk about mm-hmm. scarcity. We talk about generational scarcity, generational trauma, all of the things. You know we go all over the place. You know we go wide, deep, shallow, all the things. So enjoy. Oh, wide, deep, and shallow i was just like trying to think like right left up down all around in the shallow wow bring that song back man that was powerful yeah okay and with that sisters welcome the co-founders of amsam Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Roe, right? Whimsy and Roe is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. 
Okay, sisters, let's talk about hair shedding. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Hi, I've been there. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. Ugh, thinning hair just isn't the vibe. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over one million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Amen. Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth just doesn't cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow through different stages, such as postpartum, like me. After I gave birth, I noticed that around the crown of my head, my hair was shedding. I've been taking Nutrafol for almost three months at this point, and I am not kidding you when my husband, my friends, my family have been commenting on how long, strong, and healthy my hair has been looking lately. I mean, sisters, if you've been watching OK Sister on YouTube, you've seen my hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. I mean, 86% is a lot of women. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code OKSIS. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. 
our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS, O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hello, sisters. Why are you in different locations? Are you, well, you don't live together. Why are we in different locations? I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, why don't you guys uh, live together? Why aren't like, you connected at the hip? <laughs> are you guys both in New York? Yes, we are both. Amazing. I'm in Manhattan and Kim's in Brooklyn. Got it. Okay, we're going to jump right in. First of all, thank you both for being here. We are huge fans of the brand, of what you guys have built. Obviously, we have this kinship because we're sisters building things together. So we feel really connected to your story and how you've you know become business partners with each other. So the first thing we want to talk about is what the fuck is Omsom? We want to hear your like PR answer. And then we want to hear your more non-PR answer. Ooh, great question. Do you want me to start, Vanessa? You want, or do you, how do, how do we want to break this down? <laughs> sure. Okay, cool. So I guess I'll give the PR answer. So Omsom is a proud and loud Asian food brand started by myself and Vanessa. We're both sisters and daughters of refugees. We, we grew up in Boston. These little packets that are pantry shortcuts to really delicious Asian dishes. So all you do is rip, pour, and fire up with your fave protein and veggies and you have a restaurant quality Asian dish in under 30 minutes. I can I can vouch for this. Um, I am a terrible cook, notoriously. No, it's not that you're a terrible cook. It's that you just have I'm this lazy. complete inability to try. I'm lazy. I'm lazy. You've <laughs> never even tried. Okay, okay. I don't try. But Omsom is literally my best friend. I made the, the spicy bulgogi chicken as well as the one for the salmon and just delectable literally easier than you think can just exactly what you just said pour it on the protein and the veggies and you have the most perfect meal so thank you thank you I kind of say it democratizes Asian cooking do you guys does that resonate with you or is that weird to say just because I feel like it helps um, the accessibility to these types of flavors and makes it available to everyone to incorporate into everyday dishes. Yeah, that's interesting. I I don't think we've ever used that term specifically. Like I, I think so much of what we do is about honoring and centering Asian American communities and flavors first and foremost, without dilution, without compromise. But I think the natural kind of perk of the product format does kind of make it really accessible, right? And I, I think we're trying not to do accessibility at the sake of proud and loud, you know, like I really think Vanessa talks about this all the time, like cultural integrity is like the most important to us. And you see that in our packaging, you see that in how we craft our products and the way that we source ingredients, the way that we tell stories on our content, like all of that, I think is still honoring our core mission while hopefully making it easier to bring some of these flavors into your own home. Yeah, because I've been cooking, like I do, I don't know, I just throw a bunch of shit in to stuff. And I always try to cook this. I used to, before I use your packets now, I used to cook this like udon noodle. And then I put a little bit of sesame oil and a little bit of soy sauce and sesame seeds and green onions and garlics and shallots. And I just was like, let me just throw it all in there. And it tasted good, but 
the authentic combination of what you guys can create is going to bring that home and does bring that home way more than what I can kind of do with my limited knowledge of the ingredients. I don't know. That sounds pretty legit. Like sesame, soy, garlic. Yeah, it sounds sounds pretty good. Thanks. My husband thinks so too. (laughs) That's a classic combo. Okay, so going back to the non-PR answer, the reason we said this is both Scout and I are entrepreneurs. We're building things outside of OKSIS businesses on our own. And we talk a lot about the struggles and the realness of being an entrepreneur and starting something. So the more non-PR answer is like, how are you doing? Like you said a year and a half, you're in the trenches. It's so fresh. It's so new. Just from a mindset and temperament perspective like how are you guys Hmm. highs and lows oh gosh yeah it's like it's all the things at once like that's how I characterize this whole journey is like on one hand you're like look at what we've accomplished on the other hand you're like there's so much we need to solve right and then on one hand you're like I'm so like I feel so fulfilled and energized working on something that's aligned with my personal values and then at the same time you're like I deal with crippling fear of every single day, you know, like it's all the things at once and it's just living with it all is, is what it feels like to me is like, and figuring out what you want to focus on for the day. Like, do you feel like sitting in that fear today? Or do you feel like kind of like charging through and looking at or taking stock of everything you've accomplished and wanting to continue to build on it? And yeah, for me, I would also characterize it as like super whiplashy of like highs and lows, but it's not like high weeks and low weeks. It's like high hour, low hour. Like just knowing that like every day is going to be this of like, oh my God, a win, but oh no, we got this news. But then like this, and you know, it's, it's kind of like learning to just be, you know, down to ride all of those waves, like in the span of a day. What do you guys do or where, where do you go to, whether it's a mindset tool or maybe it's calling each other crying when that fear settles in or when the low comes in? Because I feel like when in entrepreneurship, I'm a big proponent of celebrating the small wins because we can all celebrate the big wins all day long. And sometimes we don't even internalize those enough, but it's those spectrums that I feel like we need so much help on. So what do you guys do when fear comes in, when scarcity comes in, when the low comes in, what is your go-to to ride the fuck out of that wave? So a couple of things. Well, one, we're so lucky we have each other and I think in general, Kim is somebody with a lot of conviction and a really strong connection to her intuition. So I feel super lucky to have her because I am a little bit different. I'm much more like focused on like evidence of success or like, I'm very, I look for that versus being like, what do I feel in my gut? Right. So I I rely on Kim a lot as my sister and co-founder. Besides that, I have a whole ass support network that like, I could not live without, like I have a therapist. I have an executive coach. We have an advisor and I lean on all three of them regularly. And I think founders like should not be hesitant to get that support early on in the journey. And then beyond that, I am actively working on building a skill set around self-soothing. It's new to me, but I really am like, I'm really trying to work on it. So journaling, like logging off, meditating, finding like more mindless activities to just like decompress. Like I'm just trying to figure out what works for me. And that's very much a work in progress. Do you guys go to therapy together? No. Do you go to coaching together? No. Because Matt's and I do OKSIS together. Okay. Right. It's like one thing to do a podcast where you talk with your sister every day and like whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm someone that's pretty adamant that I will never have a co-founder. I will never have a business partner. 
in a larger capacity than this. This is this is as partnery as this shit gets for me. <laughs> I can imagine that if me and Mads did an actual like like if our full-time business was together because we have other things that we do, if our full-time business was together, like our full livelihood situation was together, I can see us probably needing to go to therapy together as sisters. So me and Mads always say that because we're sisters, it can come out really quickly and we can move on, but it can also come out with no necessarily, like I don't package it nice sometimes. And so I can, it can sting a little bit. It can just go straight to the gut. And so in that, I think there's a lot of communication stuff that comes up that is so valuable you know, not only in sisterhood, but also in business. So how do you guys navigate the communication between the two of you to be on the same page, to be co-founders together? And what does that look like? Yeah, those are all things we've learned the hard way. Oh my God. I know. And what you characterize is like a best case scenario. The worst case scenario is like you're feeling triggered and cornered and defensive and you like purposely push the buttons that you know are there because you're the sister, you know? So like, that's even like the worst end of the spectrum on like how you can show up in this relationship. It's super hard. We've never done any like kind of uh, founder coaching or therapy yet. I mean, that's definitely not off the table. I think the beginning for us was a lot of us working through stuff together. Like we got it all out on the table. Like what's the petty shit from when we were like kids that came or teenagers rather like, you know, what are our biggest fears? How are we afraid of letting each other down? We found like that was the crux of a lot of our issues was like, we were so afraid of letting each other down. And like, we had to talk through that. And it took a ton of vulnerability. It took a lot of honesty and introspection and like admitting embarrassing things that I never wanted to tell Kim. (laughs) And so that work that we did up front has put us in, I think, in a really great place in terms of working together. But there were definitely rocky parts. And you know, I'm sure this will continue to evolve. I don't know, Kim, what do you think? Yeah, it's, it feels like the work is done on like in a small way on a day-to-day basis. Like I think Vanessa and I have gotten a lot better of just like checking in with each other. We did like a co-founder retreat earlier this year that I think was just helpful to remind us of our relationship outside of OMSOM and like our actual friendship and sisterhood. We do these bi-weekly meetings and check-ins called whetstones. They're called whetstones because like we sharpen each other in it, but it's really just like, hey, I kind of felt some type of way when you said X, Y, Z, did you think about that? And it's like, oh my gosh, I totally, you know, didn't even think about that. And it's it's really about kind of trying to be communicative on a day-to-day basis, as opposed to like what we used to do, which is like, be quiet, wait until a breaking point, and then everything implodes and we're yelling at each other and we're just, you know, just stressed and frustrated for a plethora of reasons. Instead of kind of like letting it, you know, boil over in that way, it's more just like, hey, gut check, that wasn't really fun for me, you know, and then maybe there's a little bit of an ego flare for a minute, but then we kind of get over it and move on. I think we've gotten just a lot, lot better at that sort of kind of small daily communication. Yeah, it's like a constant surveillance and check in with with one another. I think that's so powerful that you guys make time for that. I think a lot of founders, I have a co-founder and we're friends first and then founder second, basically. And there are, you know, I kind of implode just because I'm, you know, I'm myself, but it's, it's so interesting that you guys like really carve out time not to talk about business, not to, you know, just to literally be like, yo, where, where could we have done better this week? And I think that is, it's going to, in the long term, really, really affect the work, the product, the company, and the and the success and scalability of it. 
I want to talk about the brand because, you know, we don't bring on founders that don't have, you know, cute branding because that's just like a pillar of OKSIS. So it is so happy. It is so happy. I love the word you guys use, rambunctious. I completely feel that. Obviously, your personalities come through extremely well and there's this amazing energy that comes with it. I also am building an app that has like very bright colors. Like both of us, Scout and I are very like neutral palette, as you can see, like we're just like neutral. But then in (laughs) Camber, there's this excitement that I can kind of come out and be completely silly. So my question though is, as a forward-facing founder, how do you balance, you know, being silly and out there and rambunctious and fun? Like, Kim, I saw your, you know, reels that you did where you're like, I'm fucking hungover. All right, let's make Omsom, like, pork, whatever. And I was just dying because that is so amazing. It's, you're bringing yourself to the customers. You're really being authentic. And how do you balance that, though? Because you guys are so out there and silly, but then obviously are running a successful business and have to... And and this is something I struggle with. Same. I think that they're... What? Same. I struggle with it so hard, especially because like, okay, sis, you know, I'm talking about reverse cowgirl. You know, who knows what I'm talking about? And then, you know, you go to business the next day. How do we as women hold both? Yeah. Oh, we talk about this all the time. I think one of the most... One of the things I'm so grateful for is that at its very core, Amsan's ethos encourages us to be ourselves. Like that is actually a huge part of what it means to be proud and loud in the way that Amsan supports and like encourages and, and like lives every day. And so this whole, like honestly, this journey of building Amsan with Kim has been a huge journey of me stepping into who I really am, what I actually believe and care about, being much more vocal and and true to myself in all aspects. Like literally even in dating, like it has impacted, um, building Omsom has impacted my dating life because now I go into dates and I'm like, I'm just going to be exactly who I am. And if I can visibly see that's turning them off, like great, goodbye. Like, you know, maybe one, maybe we'll follow each other on Instagram, but like, <laughs> that's it. And so I, I've actually found that like, because Amsan stands for what it stands for, it's given us so much free reign to live our truth out in a public way as founders and have that not be in conflict with our antithetical to like being a great you know leader and founder. I, I talk often about how Amsan is like the company of my dreams. And that seems so kind of like woo-woo in some ways, but I truly believe that we are building kind of the change that we want to see in the world. And I think a big part of that is really reframing what it means to be a founder, what it means to build a business that is true to your values. Like I really see Omsom as an authentic expression of Vanessa and I as founders, like, and, and what we care about. And I think that shows through our activism that shows through the conversations that we want to push on our content. It bleeds through to how we build the business and how we partner with the folks that we do and compensate them equitably. Like, all of that is kind of under this like proud and loud North star. And for me as an individual, like having the creative freedom to like build Amsom's brand has also really shown me like, oh, there are whole parts of myself that like 
I haven't expressed publicly and it's a joy for me to express publicly. So like, why wouldn't I kind of, you know, take this opportunity to also, you know, carve out that brand for myself. So on my own personal platform, I talk a lot about sex positivity and BDSM and kink and fetish and dating and things that I found to be instrumental to my own personal growth that also frankly, like fall under this proud and loud umbrella that we're building. And I think ultimately, right, like the mission is the multitudes within Asian stories. And I think a big part of that is how us as Asian Asian women, Southeast Asian women, women of color, a queer woman, how do we show up in the world? Like that is all fair, you know, game and like ground for us to kind of play within. So it's it's truly such a privilege. And, and that is something we have to acknowledge, right, that like as founders, as entrepreneurs, business owners, this is absolutely a privilege for us to be expressing ourselves, to be true to ourselves and on these platforms in these ways, because there are tons of folks who are not given that same amount of room. And so I almost feel like it's a responsibility because I have this privilege to do what we do publicly because I don't know, I think it's it's a it's a cool way for us to show yet another way that an Asian woman can can look and sound and be like online. If you can imagine five, 10, 15 years from now, the perfect barriers or societal constructs or limitations that women, female founders have, how would you want those to explode, implode, completely break, break free so that others can feel the exact same way? Like for me, for example, my biggest thing at my agency and kind of taking the way business is traditionally done and realizing that we can recreate this paradigm. We can recreate what it means to work at a company. We can recreate what business looks like every day. You can talk about sex positivity on the internet and be a really, really fucking great CEO and co-founder at the same time, right? For me, it's I want to create autonomy in my employees to make sure that they feel like they have control over their days and their destinies versus feeling like they have to be regimented into like this nine to five box necessarily. What is something that you want to see just wash away for those that doesn't serve? And what new do you want to bring into the business space for female founded companies? I think Vanessa talks about this a lot, but I think something that plagues a lot of underrepresented communities, not just women, but this idea of like internalized scarcity informing a lot of our decisions. And like, I knew this, this kind of scarcity abundance, like I had, I had known of these concepts in a very abstract sense and was like, yeah, oh yeah. But then it wasn't until I started the business, started managing, started hiring, like you know, Vanessa and I making product decisions, budget decisions that I was like, oh my gosh, this scarcity of us being women, women of color, queer women, daughters of immigrants and refugees, like it is coded into our DNA and affects so much of how we make decisions where someone might be like, hey, we got to spend to grow. I think for a, a hard learned lesson for Vanessa and I were like, oh, well, like money is really tight. And, you know, like, you know, should we just kind of hold things close to our chest and, and hold this budget close? Cause who knows optionality is important. And we found that sometimes that sort of scarcity minded thinking can totally like limit you. And that's not just with money, but that's even, you know, in like how we build out the team, how we even show up as individuals of like, do we want to kind of show all of us might an investor think, you know, it's sus that I'm talking about sex on Instagram, you know, like, there's a lot of that sort of thinking that can, that informs our decisions. And I just would love to see a future where we're reframing around like what could be like, instead of being like, Oh, how can we fit into this existing world? It's like, what if we created a whole ass new world 
where founders, there are tons of other founders that are women and women of color, and there are tons of other founders who are queer. And we fundamentally think about fundraising, building a company, team building a totally different way. And a way that perhaps is more representative of like the real world and is more inclusive. Vanessa, do you have any thoughts? No, I mean, what you said is, yeah, something I think about literally all the time. And I mean, to like bring that example to life, the specific one around like money scarcity, right? Like how that plays out as a founder is, are you playing to win? Are you playing to not lose? And I feel like sometimes with the money scarcity that we grew up around as daughters of refugees, we just want to play not to lose. We're like, okay, if we don't run out of money, like, you know, capital, we're like, we're not going to die. And like, that's not how you win as a company. You have to make bets. And I even remember a conversation I had with a mentor when we were talking about taking bets on hires. And I was like, I don't know, like, you know, that's, you know, that's, you know, could really increase our burn, decrease our runway. And he was like, oh, like, well, don't be cheap about it. And I was like, well, you fundamentally misunderstand where I'm coming from. Not trying to be cheap. I am trying not to squander the investor's money, you know, and like in the same way that growing up, our parents were like, save, 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 like, you know, that's going to be how you like survive, like this idea of survivorship, right? Versus like, what does it look like to thrive? It's the same idea. And as a founder, like how you run the, the business and like what you define as the shape of the business can dictate your chances of succeeding. And so it has very real effects, I think, on the trajectory of the company. And so, yeah, we're trying to question and unlearn things at every turn, it feels like. Oh my God. My heart is like beating because this is... You, you guys are pushing boundaries that that no longer serve anyone. I mean, it, you guys are emblems of what a diverse background, what a person with who's not a white male in a finance like you and you could be successful like that is that is the biggest takeaway here is that the boundaries need to be completely erased, need to be pushed, need to be risked against and. I just want to acknowledge just how incredibly brave you both are for for taking that. Can I just add one more thing? Yeah. Not only the boundaries of what of that, but I've been doing a lot of work specifically this week. I joined, I don't know if you know Tori Washington, she's this wealth embodiment coach, but she also really talks about ancestral wealth trauma. So taking Mm. on the, as you said, it's like in the DNA, taking on your grandpa's or grandma's scarcity who, you know, passed it down to your mom, who passed it down to you. The money stories that we grew up with are not just from our parents, they're generational. They go back and back and back and back, right? And so- I feel as if this generation specifically of women are here to break those ancestral and generational limiting beliefs around money and wealth and what we are capable of doing here. And so I've really been in the presence. Tori Washington is a woman of color. She serves women of color specifically. And I'm just like riding her fucking coattails. I'm just like there for the good (laughs) stuff. Right. And this is a question that I think goes beyond just, you know, why do I feel scarce? Oh, it's because my mom told me to save all the time. No, it goes back. It goes back into Mm -hmm. real ancestral trauma. And so one, what you're doing forward is really great, but the stuff you're correcting backwards is awesome too. I was going to say, it doesn't serve us to play small and to operate from a place of low self-worth. It's really interesting you say that, Scout. And I I mean, I want to talk more about what you're learning because it's interesting... I know you're like blown away because our, I mean, our dad 
immigrated from Egypt and he was kicked out for being Jewish. And it's really interesting because I, I, I guess I never related to the immigrant story because I just, you know, we lived in Southern California. He, you know, completely rags to riches. I was unaware. And again, it's a complete privilege, but it was interesting. Scout told me the other day, she's like, our dad is an immigrant. Like we're first generation American and it is an identity that we have not even like talked about or touched. So anyways. (laughs) Yeah, it's really interesting. But anyways, it goes back to the money. And I've also been uncovering stuff like that where, you know, he is very, protective over over money of course and it's just an interesting thing that lingers in your day-to-day and just your ability even work and what what work looks like what it can be there's all these conditionings that you either have to unlearn but then also cherish and and understand that they are important obviously it brought you to where you are and makes you up I don't even know what the question is but love that love that (laughs) Okay, let's go into products. Let's go into the flavors and everything and really talk about what you guys are cooking up next. Look at me, little pun there. What's next? Like, I think something that at least is really exciting for me, I'm sure is really exciting for you guys, is the partnerships you have with these amazing Asian chefs and and these like types of partnerships you guys do. So talk to us about like something that's fun coming up that you guys get to do. Do you want me to do it? This is always like we, whenever we're on conversations together, we're like, oh, the other one's going to do <laughs> Yeah. We, I, I mean, I could talk a little bit about our, our tastemakers and the kind of the partnerships. So yeah, I mean, I think something that's kind of crux to our, our model and really was developed like since day one is this, our tastemakers. So basically Vanessa and I were like, okay, if we're going to start a proud loud Asian food brand, we need to make sure we have folks of these backgrounds involved every step of the way, because yes, we're Vietnamese, but we can't tell people how to eat Korean food. Right. And so for every cuisine that we build a product in, we partner with a chef of that background. They're iconic. They have restaurant empires, James Beard nominated cookbooks. They have shows. They're really kind of pushing forward the boundary of what it means to eat Filipina American or Japanese American, uh, Korean American. And so, yeah, they're incredible. We've worked with some of the best chefs in this country. And then we actually had the amazing opportunity to work with Pepper Teigen, Chrissy Teigen's mom earlier this year on a Thai starter. And so yeah, that's, that's our model. And, and it's really important to us that, you know, these folks are involved every step of the way and are compensated equitably. They're actually paid a royalty fee. Um, whereas most CPG brands, I think would just kind of pay, you know, the one-time straightforward engagement fee, but you know, we, we firmly believe that rising tides raise all boats. And so, you know, if we do well, we want them to also do well. That's kind of how we've been developing our new starter. So be on the lookout probably sometime next year for another awesome kind of like collab. But in terms of how we're thinking about the next kind of quarter or two, it's really about just making Omsom more accessible to folks. So I think, you know, Vanessa and I are thinking about what does Omsom look like in store and in brick and on brick and mortar shelves. Um, and so that's been really kind of a fun new learning for us as we've just historically just been largely D to C. So yeah, just really thinking about about retail uh, creatively. Sorry, Looney, my dog is going off. She's the <laughs> third co-host of OK Says. She's <laughs> but she's cheering for you. Can I just do a real quick rapid fire question? Oh, sure. D to C or retail? For, like in general. <laughs> like what pops into your head? Like what pops into your head first? Because I feel like it's always this this conversation, which one, which one, both, both, which do you start? What should you start? So just like gut reaction. Yeah. Like if someone's thinking of starting a product, D to C retail. I have a longer answer. 
D to C, can I say D to C to start? Read <laughs> D to C to start to build your brand, to tell your story, and to have the real estate of a website to do that. And then quickly omni-channel and retail to scale that baby. I was gonna say, I think I mean, obviously, D2C, you have so much more control over the story and and what you're offering. That being said, there's so many I can just think of in L.A. Just and I'm you guys are you guys are in them. So there's that. There's so many amazing these boutique retailers that are giving, you know, shelf space to incredible brands like yourselves. And so there is this kind of general story that you can also insert yourself in. So that's super exciting. I mean, there's just there's so much opportunity and it's uh, I'm just so excited for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like really obsessed with you. So thanks for that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. Oh, let's ask our last question, Scout. Okay, so we ask all the women who come on OK Sis this, if you could brag about one thing and don't be humble, what would you brag about? About Amsom, about us, about live? <laughs> anything. Live? Anything. Anything. Ooh. I can start. I know Vanessa probably has like a beautiful, philosophical, weighty answer. She's really good at this sort of stuff. I would like to express that I'm really proud of myself for stepping into my truth in the past, like, two years, I underwent kind of like a personal reckoning in my like mid to late 20s. And since that period, I've learned a lot about myself. And it took a lot of courage and self-introspection and desire to create that has led me to living truly out loud. That feels like the most represented through like my website and through my Instagram of like the things that I care about, the missions that I rise the, that I ride for, particularly yeah, sex positivity, BDSM as a vehicle for human understanding, my bisexuality, and like unlearning a lot of internalized biphobia, largely driven by a very patriarchal society, and just fully living as me out loud feels like such a hard earned battle. Because for so much of my life, I felt othered. I felt deep and immense shame for parts of me. And I'm really grateful that, and it, you know, so happens to coincide with Amsam. No, Amsam definitely kind of created the environment for it. But it just so happened that a lot of this journey happened alongside starting this business with Vanessa. And I'm just, yeah, I'm grateful for me doing that. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Before Vanessa, you go, I just want to say, I love that, that, And I resonate with that so much that our brands and the companies we're building are vehicles for us to step into our full authentic selves. I mean, completely with even building OKSIS, I would have been so shameful to fully express myself on the internet. And even, you know, we're pushing boundaries over here sometimes. But it's so true that we're building these amazing brands and companies that allow us. And like, how fucking fucking rad is that? Like. Wow. Oh, I love that. Okay, Vanessa. That was a really beautiful philosophical answer. So I don't know what you're talking about. I think it's related in some way, but I'm really proud of the willingness that I've shown to uncover the the bullshit, the ugly things or the, the things that aren't serving me and confront them and work through them. I have a lot of things that I want to work on as a person, as a founder, as a partner, as one of the biggest ones as a daughter, right? And I feel like in these past couple of years, I've had to unearth a lot of them on a very expedited timeline because of the founder journey, like forcing me to confront a lot of these things. And 
it's exhausting and it's hard to see things within yourself. And I think a lot of people just lay this game running away from them for their whole lifetime. But I am really proud of myself for seeing these things and then also dealing with the shame that comes with seeing them in their entirety and choosing to accept myself, extend kindness and compassion for myself on all the areas where I was in a certain way, or I wish intergenerational trauma didn't manifest in the ways that it does in my life and talk about them, like bring them to the light with people I trust and love so that I can move through them and be more of the person that I want to be. Two women after our own hearts. (laughs) These, I mean, oh my God, this is like the type of this is the new form of entrepreneurship. Like this is what it is. Understanding and acknowledging that our businesses ask of us to be our highest self, to be the next version of ourselves, to heal our wounds, our insecurities, our shadows, our traumas, etc. So that we can not only express ourselves fully, but that our business and the ecosystem that it creates, which hopefully in all of our, you know, in all of our situation, it is doing good can be fully expressed and make some impact in the world. So thank you, ladies, so much. Please let everybody know where they can find you guys. Oh, yeah. So you can find us at omsom.com and on Instagram at omsom, on TikTok at weareomsom. I was going to say, the TikTok follow is the way to go, okay? We're doing we're doing a lot of fun, somewhat like ratchet stuff there. It's, it's a lot of fun. I, I love TikTok as a platform. And then also you can use the coupon code OKSIS10 for 10% off all products on our website. So yeah, get to it. <laughs> Sisters, run, don't fucking walk to that one. We'll link that in the show notes. Okay, thank you so much for coming on. And sisters, you know where to find us at OKSIS Podcast. Love you. Love you, sisters. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 